Welcome to the JMAC Tries Podcast. going on everybody it's j mac and this is my show you know who i am 43 year old husband father business owner and age group triathlete doing what i do doing what i love and uh having fun doing it so all about my show bringing you four things motivation positivity awesomeness and badassery and i'm really excited because today is episode number 10 yes i've had 10 amazing guests on my show and I feel like we're just getting started and as always today's guest is going to be a great one so you know what the coolest thing about this sport is is that as a triathlete as an age group triathlete we get to go out there and race with the pros that's right we get to swim bike and run on the exact same course at the exact same time with the men and women that are making a living doing this as professional triathletes and no other sport allows you to do that. You are not going to be playing football in the Super Bowl at the same time as pros out there. You're not going to be playing golf at the same time as pros out there. But guess what? As triathletes, we get to do that. And that's pretty cool. And I get to have some of them on my show. So this week, I do have another professional triathlete on my show. And his story is pretty freaking crazy. It is none other than Ivan Dominguez, the former professional cyclist yes he had a 24-year career as a professional cyclist both in cuba defected to the united states and was a professional cyclist here in the u.s did that for 24 years retired took a year or two off so you know what i'm not stepping away from this crazy sport i'm gonna do something even crazier I'm going to become a professional triathlete. So at the age of 40 years old, he gets his professional triathlete card, and now he's racing as a pro. So 41-year-old pro going up against guys and girls half his age, but uh, he's kicking some serious ass. He's having a blast doing it. Um, We had a great, great conversation. I think I spent 90% of it laughing because the guy just cracks me up. And uh, I want you to go follow him on Instagram. He is at I am Ivan Dominguez. He's just having a blast. Uh, he's married. He's a husband. He's a father. He's also coaching. He coaches through Chris Bag Coaching Systems. Uh, he's also can be found on Zwift doing group workouts. And um, again, just having a lot of fun doing it. He's got some early season races coming up. We talk a little bit about that. We talk a little bit about what the difference is between pros and age groupers, besides the fact that they're wicked faster than we are. Uh, we talk about what, it, what it's like to be a, come from a professional cycling background and have to go out to a triathlon and eat some humble pie so as not to cook yourself on the bike uh, or 
not to kill yourself on the bike, to cook yourself on the run. We talk about what it's take to be a 41-year-old triathlete in the sport with guys half his age. Um, and we talk about what the future holds for Ivan. So this is a great conversation as always. Um, I just had a blast. Again, laughed the whole time. He is someone that doesn't take himself too seriously until it matters. So again, check him out at I am Ivan Dominguez. Check out his coaching at Chris Bag Coaching System. A couple of his cool sponsors we talk about are Wadi Inc. and Power Breather USA. And you could also find him on Zwift doing some awesome group rides. So enough about me. Let's bring on Ivan Dominguez. Hello. Hello, Hello Ivan. You made it. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> How are you? Good, good. How about you? I am good. Did you have to grab some food after your swim? Uh, no, I haven't yet. I haven't yet. I should get a Coke and some uh, people get upset at me. <laughs> you got to fuel up, man. <laughs> oh, man. But people get mad when I drink Coke. They have no idea how good this stuff is after training. <laughs> yeah, it's. I always laugh. It's like, that's why we work. You know, you ride you're out there for three hours you stop at a convenience store and you get a some twinkies a snickers bar and a mountain dew so yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so how long did you swim this morning uh not that long uh well i probably did close to three thousand okay uh yards but um that was my first day i got sick two days ago Oof. so yeah two two days ago i was really bad and every time I get sick, it's like that. I start feeling like, for example, like today, yeah. my sore throat or running nose. And the next day, it, it puts me down in bed for the whole day. Okay. And the next day, I'm already good. But I always take an extra day to rest yep. and then go from there. So today, that was my first day after three days without swimming. Uh, and then I went back. Uh, and I also have some athletes here. They swim with me. Yep. So... I want to be there for them too. Yeah. So, and you know, and it's funny. That's I always say that that's a difference between pros and age group. Well, there's a lot of difference between pros and age groupers. But <laughs> as a professional, you guys are like, okay, I know I could take three days off and I'll be mm -hmm. okay. Whereas any age group or myself, be like, nope, gotta go swim. I don't care. I don't care. I gotta swim. And then we just yeah. <laughs> make it worse. But you were like, you know what? Give my body the ex like one extra day of recovery is unheard of <laughs> for me. So. Right, right, right. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it, 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 I don't know how you guys do it, to be honest. Uh, I, you know, I, I go to a races and oh, oh, I'm looking some race online. And yeah, I see the time from the other pros and then. You know, they do 111, 110 on the run. And, yeah, it's very impressed. Mm -hmm. But, man, I get more impressed by a, an age group that they will run 120 or 115 <laughs> than by a professional that they run 111 or 110. Because uh, we have the time yep. to do everything. Even if you have kids, you still have the time. You at least have, you know, you send it to school or to daycare. And, and then at least we have the, at least, I don't know, like <laughs> five, six hours to do the good training, right? Yep. Uh, but age groupers is a different story. They have regular jobs, so you have they have kids or family, whatever. And then I don't know how you guys do. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Well, as an age grouper of twelve years, I truly appreciate that coming from you. So thank you very much for saying that. 
sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we obviously we all have to give up something. Um, I give up sleep, <laughs> so that's. Hey, <laughs> but um, but you, I mean, you've had you've uh, had quite the illustrious career before you even made it to where you are today. So I was a triathlete on Instagram and then I was kind of digging in for our conversation and holy shit, man, you're, <laughs> I didn't realize you were, you go back 20 years as a cycling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm an old dude, man. I'm an old dude. <laughs> you're my, yeah, I think yeah. you said you're 41. 41. Yeah, I'm 43. So give me give me a little background on where you were cycling wise, you know, going back to your early parts of your career. Right. Um, well, I'm original from Cuba. Mm -hmm. uh, then I jumped into cycling uh, in 1990. But uh, before that, since I was like, what, like six years. So I was 13, 14 years old, almost 14 years old when I started cycling. So seven years prior to that um i did i was always into sports mm -hmm. i did track and field volleyball baseball uh, uh regular uh i mean soccer not, not yeah. american football uh, yep um i did kayak you name it you know i was always into sport to the school yep uh, i do i do i have to say that i regret not staying on baseball because if i knew the baseball would pay that much i would stay <laughs> Especially the Cuban athletes, right? <laughs> exactly. You say, hey, I'm Cuban. I play baseball. Yeah, sure. Here's 20 million. Yeah, just show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sit there and make money. Uh, so, so, yeah, but when I was almost 14, 13 and a half, that was when I got into cycling. And then I was in love with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then from there, uh, by 16 years old, I was already having... Uh, the way the Cuba works is different than United States yeah. when it comes to sports. Um, it's more like you go to institutes and things like that, and they provide with everything. Huh. Uh, so by 16, 17 years old, I was already uh, getting call off for the elite national team. Wow. So I kind of moved pretty quick um, when it comes to, you know, going from juniors to, to the elite team. Um, then, yeah, I was in the junior national team for two years, then uh, the elite national team for, you know, five, six years. Wow. And that's when I, I used to travel all over the place when I was there. And that's when I, um, in 98, I came to U.S. Yep. And then I defected. Okay. And then I spent almost a year without racing because I was, I was really tired from cycling. Sure. Back when I was in Cuba in my time. I would say I was, I came from the track, so not a sprinter. I was more like a point races and uh, uh, team pursuit, mm -hmm. 4K individual pursuit, things like that. Oh. Um, so when you race those kind of events, they make you do a lot of stage road races because somehow those races give you the, enough endurance to go back and do those kind of races on the track at a high pace. Okay. Um, so... Back then, I was the best rider doing that in Cuba for five years. So they were taking me to every single race. Uh -huh. But when I defected, I was really, really tired. I feel like if I stayed in Cuba, I think I was, I was going to get burned out from yep. cycling. Uh, but I didn't see. I was not looking. I was not paying attention to that. I kind of pay attention when I made the decision to defect. 
Yep. And I was in writing for a while, and I'm like, man, I was really tired because all I did <laughs> was sleep. I feel great without going, you know, five exactly, days in a row. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, then I defected. I spent uh, like almost a year without writing, and then um, uh, I was in Miami back then. And then yep. uh, a little by little, I have my friends in Miami. They knew me from Cuba. They're like, "Oh, you need to start racing." And I have my one of my best friends, William. He's like. Do forget that you don't need to work. You have to train and race. You can make money here. Race <laughs> a professional. And I was like, William, you don't understand, man. I'm really tired. Right. I can do this on the weekend, but I don't know if I can do that as a full time. Yeah. Um, but you know, I guess after taking a year off and getting back into it and using the weekends to kind of do some races in Florida and more like a relaxing to be yeah. doing something out of the regular work. Uh, and then, you know, I start kind of getting back into it. And luckily, I have an uncle uh, with his wife and kids in Orlando. They, he came to see me to one of my race, one of the races in Orlando. Yep. And then he sit down with me. He talk about it. He's like, how are these things? I mean, can you make money? I said, well, if you're good and get picked up by a professional team, basically, it's basically like being a professional athlete. You, go, you get paid for, for doing it. Mm -hmm. He's like, well... Why you don't leave Miami, come and live with us and just train and try and see if you can become a professional because I think you have a potential. You were, you were the best in Cuba. And that was a big deal because, I mean, not many people will have you in the house without paying for anything. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so he basically opens the door to me huh. and then him and his family, you know? Sure. So, uh, wife and kids. And then, yeah, after a year or so, I got a contract with Saturn. Uh, mm -hmm. the team is not around anymore uh, and then yeah and then from there I actually was racing for a small team before Saturn they took me to California and places like that yeah. a small team from West Palm Beach and then uh, uh, I did a few races some people kind of saw me and then I went to Super Week and that's when the guys from Saturn approached me because they saw the way I was riding and things like that and then one of the main guys in the team, Harm, he's a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. He arranged a meeting with uh, the owner of the team. And, you know, he's like, you, really, you race really smart. You're always there. I like the way you race. You're not just hiding around and waiting for the spring. You're always very active. Yeah. We need a guy like you. So, and then we went to see the manager. I mean, the owner of the team. We talked about it. And that was in 2000. 2000. Okay. Halfway 2000. And then they took me to some races for trial. And then I guess I, I don't know any English. I mean, I still don't know much English. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so far, so good. We're doing well so far. <laughs> thank you. So back then, I didn't know any English. I knew a little bit, yeah. you know, basic stuff. But man, the communication between all those Americans and Australian guys and myself was some funny stuff. <laughs> so they were laughing. We were always laughing. And people I'm don't sure. know any, why we were laughing because I mean they were they don't know talking Spanish and I wasn't talking speaking any English. Yeah. So but we were laughing. So anyways, I click on it really good with them. And then yeah, 2001 they offered me a contract and then <laughs> I spent three years with them. And then from there, I went to every major team in the United States. Yeah. And, and when you so you were pursuit in. Cuba, but in the U.S. on one of these teams, were they stage races? I know. I think you raced out in Amgen, right? So those are all stage races. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't went back. I didn't go. When I defected, I I never went back to the track. Got it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to because uh, 
on the track, I had a lot of injuries. Uh, yeah. By crashes and things like that. Ugh, yeah. But not only because that, was more because um, I wasn't living close to the track here in U.S. Yeah. And then plus my schedule was so busy. I was racing almost every weekend for nine months. And right. on top of that, to add the track, I was like, no, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do it. Um, and I, I was not a U.S. citizen. So okay. basically me going back to the track was just to do races here in U.S., mm-hmm. not to go to like Pan American Games or World Cup representing U.S., because I wasn't, I was not a U.S. Uh, a U.S. citizen, right? And then, any if I was going to do any race was, like I said, racing only here in U.S. Because I I was not able to represent Cuba because for them I I, I was a trader. Sure. But and then I didn't have my citizenship, so okay. I was not able to represent United States. So I was oh, like, geez. I don't need to do this, you know? right? So, so racing but I was for the very busy with the role. Gosh, right. And so racing for the pro teams, it, it didn't matter. They were, they, I mean, they accept anybody, it seems like. Right, exactly. And then I was getting paid to race on the road, not to race on the track. Right. You know? Okay. And then, so you did that for a while. I was kind of looking through some of the stuff and it looks like it kind of ended around 2013, 2014 for cycling. Does that sound right? Yeah. Well, I, from professional, uh, I, I retired at the end of 2010. Okay, as a professional, then, gotcha. Uh, yeah, uh, James Sadohon was my last name. Um, and then even the, the, the director was, you know, he won me around because, you know, I, I was always, you know, was a good spirit to the guy. Sure. You know, making tactics and stuff like that. But again, I got to the point that I was really tired from traveling and being away and things like that. So I decided to stop and I said, dude, you know, sh- I don't want to be. I don't want to be doing this. Just get three, four more good young guys. Yeah. Give the chance to them, and uh, I will move on. I don't want to be doing this. And then I took a year off, and then I got back into cycling again, but just more to stay active and mm-hmm. do some coaching and things like that. Not not to race as a professional. Even that I still have the. I lost a professional license because I wasn't racing for any professional team. Right. But I I have the Cat 1 license. That will allow me to do some of the professional races too. Um, but I was just out there to, to do something different than, you know, not just be sitting at home doing nothing. Right. So, so, you were, so you were showing up at all these amateur races and kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> Eh, not really. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> you plus really. you're you were a little older at the time too, so right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, the new guys. I mean, it's some a lot of it's not some. It's a lot of good guys yeah. there with uh, new kids. With, uh, I mean, you, me, I can see. I can see when the kids have the future or not. Yep. You know. Uh, but uh, even if I, even if I see that they're not going to be any good, I'm not going to tell them because it's not my job sure. to do it. Plus, I don't want to bring anyone down. Right. But I can see by looking and the way they ride and the way they do things in the race, you can see who got the future or not, you know? It's probably so, little things. You know, it's little things that people watching, like when you watch a Grand Tour, it's all these little things you don't realize unless mm-hmm. you've been in there, such as yourself. You know, the tactics, you know, what to do, what not to do, who's smart, who's not. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you got some guys who are really strong in some races, but they do some dumb stuff. Yep. <laughs> You're like, man... I wish I have those legs and that kind of engine. I'm going to be winning every single race, but they don't because they race so um, uh, nice, smart. Yeah, and aggressive, I'm sure. Yeah. 
So, so what in God's green earth made you decide to try triathlon? Uh, you know, back in Cuba, off season in Cuba is about going to the gym, yep. running, running a lot, like a lot of running you do, and then swimming a lot. Um, so when I came to U.S., I tried to keep the same system, even up to now. I, well, now I do triathlon, so I have to run anyway. <laughs> right. Um, but as a cyclist, my off, my off season was based on going to the gym, do some lifting, then not crazy lifting. It's just to make some muscles, you know, that you don't use much yep. to kind of get it strong a little bit. Uh, but I kept doing the running and I kept doing the swimming. And some people were like, I can't believe you're running. That's going to blow your knees. I'm right. like, just do your thing. Let me do my thing. <laughs> I've been doing this for 27, 30 years. You started last year. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. You exactly. know, tell me what to do. So, yeah, but I was running a lot and swimming. And people, some people, even my old um, uh, agent, he was like, why you don't do triathlon? Your pace is like unreal. You're running pace. I'm like, no, dude, I don't want to do triathlon. Who wanted? Who want to be swimming and running and biking? I don't do this stuff. <laughs> exactly. And making fun of the triathlon. It's like, no, leave that for the crazy people. And looking now, I'm like hooked up to it. See? Uh, You're so, the crazy person now. <laughs> I know, I know. So anyways, and then back in Cuba, I actually did a, triat- a triathlon. We, mm-hmm. the national team against the role national team against the triathlon national team. And turns out that I was the first one coming out of the water. <laughs> even, against then, the, I mean, even against even against the triathletes, I know, <laughs> I know it, against the national team from triathlon. And I look back now, and I'm like, "What happened to my swimming? <laughs> yeah, I cannot even get in the second group." So, <laughs> anyways, so uh, so yeah, I did a triathlon, and then you know, I kind of like it, but because again, I was too busy with my role season and things like that, yeah. I never pursued it. And when I came to US again, I was making enough money to race bikes, so I don't needed to be chasing all the sports like like for example going to the track i didn't need mm-hmm. to do that because i was fine on the road and then triathlon was not in the radar for me i was just like whatever people keep saying you should do it you should do it and then um after i got back uh, i started thinking about oh maybe i should jump in and try out and see how it goes mm-hmm. and then i went to like uh, uh it's not a triathlon it's like a duathlon but you yep. run Run, bike, run. Yes. And then I won the whole thing uh, <laughs> in California, right? Right. And it, I won the whole thing. That was in 2014. I'm like, oh, this is this is actually not bad. <laughs> and then I I start getting some swimming, you know, going swimming with some groups uh, with a group in California. And then my first race was in uh, uh, Resine. Yep. Uh, Seventy point three. Right. Yes, yep. 70.2, Wisconsin. And then I went there like like every cyclist. Like right now, I tell the cyclists, I'm like, hey, calm down, you ego. You're going to get <laughs> your ass whipped, okay? <laughs> so I'm like, go there. Oh, I'm going to kill those guys on the bike. You will see. They're going to put me three or four minutes on the stream, and I'm going to get it on the bike. So I went as an amateur, yep. right, uh, in the age group, because whatever I did in cycling won't count for triathlon. That's right, so yeah. basically, I have to start from zero, right? So I go there, you know, with ego, whatever. I'm going to kick ass here. I, oh, my God. I, I actually, in the bike course, I did the four best split between mm-hmm. the pros. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, overall. 
And then, but on the road, I was just on one speed. And everybody that I passed from my group, 30, I think, I think it was 30, 35 or so, 30, 34 or something like that. Yeah. Everybody, like, I think I cut off to like eight guys or nine guys. <laughs> and eight guys passed me, or seven guys passed me right. on the run. And right. they were like, dude, nice bike, split. How you feel now? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm dying. <laughs> exactly. So, and on the stream, it took me forever to get to that. That, that 1.2 mile feels like 10K. Right. So, and it kind of opens my eye because later on, when I start looking at the time, I was like, holy moly, these guys are from another planet. Yeah. And, they, and that's what I explained to cyclists now. They wanted to do triathlon. I say, hey, you can be the best. Like people tell me, whoa, with you cycling, you can kick ass. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. Uh, yeah, you can. You can put the best split, but what are you going to do in the run? Right. And what are you going to do in the swimming before that? Yep. You know? So I try to open the eyes to people. And that's what I tell people. You know, triathlon opens my eye to see how different. And not, I'm not talking about profession. I'm talking about age troopers, everybody. Right. <laughs> the way they do things is, is from another planet. I mean, like. Shit, you gotta run a full marathon after biking for 112 miles, and in <laughs> in the professional day two, they're doing 130. I mean, 239. Yeah. I mean, come on. So yeah, it brings you down to earth for sure. <laughs> but you stuck yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I was in love with it because I started reading more and paying attention to what the guys do, what they eat, you know. And then I find out the nutrition is part of the key. Uh, it's one of the main keys on, yep. on, on being good at the end, especially in the full. Uh, if you don't get the nutrition at the right time in the right amount, you can pay the price. It doesn't matter how good you are on the bike. If you're not eating, you're not making it to the finish. You know? Right. Uh, yeah, especially with, when it comes to the full. You can get away with that in some of the 70.3 um, as a professional. As an age group, yep. it's a little bit different. As a professional, when you race that distance for so long, it's like if you're a cyclist and you get used to race 240 kilometers, that's yep. 140 miles every two days, it gets to the point the one you can get away in one or two races without eating much. Right. You know, you eat just to make sure, but it's not like, you You know, you get used to it. So in 70.3, you can get away, but no one likes to take those chances because you never know. But when it comes to a full Ironman, there's no way you want to make any mistake. Right. So, yeah, it's nutrition is something that I, I learn about it. And then I try to stick, even that I want to go flat out on the bike. Mm-hmm. I'm eating as much as I can as soon as I jump on the bike. Okay. Not, not eating to the point that I won't be able to run because I'm too full. But right. I try to get all the calories that I need before I get to the run. So when I'm on the run, I don't need to think about it too much. And, and as a prof- as a professional cyclist, do you find yourself kind of having to pull yourself back a little bit on the bike because you know you can go a little harder, but you understand that you have to take a nutrition, you have to actually run afterwards? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, yes. I mean, on the first race, yeah, you just went, uh, I killed went it. flat out. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't even touch my water bottle. Right. <laughs> they, I got to the finish and they were completely full. And I'm oh, like, geez. okay, what the hell? Yeah, I'm like, Okay, this is not good. <laughs> right. When I went to pick up the bike and start reading about it, wait a minute, my water bottle was full. So, and then, you know, you learn from those mistakes. Sure. Uh, I learned from that. And then 
again, reading and watching races and how the, the good professionals talk about nutrition, things like that, you have to change the way you think, mm -hmm. you know? So I start kind of paying attention to that a lot more and I start seeing the results, you know, um, uh, not wasting too much, not waiting too much to start eating or not waiting yep. to the end of the bike to eat, you know? So, and, and I see the, you know, I, I feel better on the run than I have to back up the speed a little bit more. Right. Even that I can shoot for, go for um, the best buy split, but that's not going to get me anywhere. I'd yeah. rather be, yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, having the best buy split, if you have a bike company, you can go, hey, you know, we did the best buy split, but I ended 30 place. Right, at the end. exactly. You know, for me, I'd rather go to my sponsor and say, well, I didn't have the best buy split. I have to back it up a little bit, but I won the race. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, I have to, I have to change the way I think about triathlon because it's a whole different monster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I, the, it's the old adage: bike for show, run for dough. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'm, you know, again, I. But as a ex-cyclist, I'm sure when people, some guys know who you are, and they're just egging you on a little bit and kind of, you know, picking at you because you're not biking as fast as you probably could be but you got to kind of keep right. your oh. ego in check <laughs> right oh no no i got the perfect answer for them when they tell me what happened with the pie split i'm like hey man i'm getting old man that's right you're 41 <laughs> they're like oh okay okay, I'm okay. Like, Woo. Woo. that's my excuse from now on <laughs> i would say hey my shank dropped man you know, that's right we have all the excuses <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, I don't, I don't get caught up in those. You know, my friends and people they know me from cycling. When I post my results, and they give me, you know, some hard time with the bike split, just joking sure. around, not even. I'm like, hey, you know, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to it. In, in my mind, I have another big picture, not just only the bike. Yeah. So, so what's on the on the calendar for this year, Ivan? Ah. Uh, I want to do um, Texas yep. 70.3. This coming up in April, I believe the second weekend. Yeah, yeah. Of April. Then after that, I want to do the full in Texas. Okay. Uh, but right now, I'm debating if I want to do Texas 70.3 or Oceanside. Oceanside is closer, and, and we have family uh, in Oceanside. Actually, my wife, my sister-in-law, she's a triathlete. She's a doctor, but she's an age grouper, so yeah. I'm coaching her, and she's going to do Oceanside. So every time we go down, we stay in her house. Perfect. It's right there, like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of traveling and accommodation, I'm way better going to Oceanside. But in terms of weather condition, I'm better going to Texas. Why is that? Because, uh, you know, I'm not a cold weather person. Gotcha. And then in California, normally at this time of the year, um, it's a little bit chilly. I mean, again, not like we're Connecticut, in yeah. It's, yeah. It's 25 you know? degrees here now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we don't get that. But, you know, for me, like I tell people when they come to Vegas, hey, I'm going to be in, in Vegas. Let's go riding. I'm like, hold on a second. If it's 60, I'm not going out. Right. If it's 80, count on. <laughs> That's right. Coming from Cuba, like, you need it to be yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then I done, I did a, a, a Oceanside last year. Yeah. And I didn't have good time in there, man. Okay. Uh, 
I didn't like the way the bike course was set up because you're always changing lane from one side to another one. They want you on the left, they want you on the right, they mm -hmm. want you left. And then it's a section that you have to completely slow down to under 25 for the pros mm -hmm. because I guess it was an accident that downhill that someone died. Got so it. you have to kind of be paying attention to that because if you go more than 25 miles an hour, you get disqualified. But they don't tell you until you cross the finish on the run. Oh, God. I know. So it's kind of like you have to be looking for that. And then I didn't have, and then the swimming, I have hard time on the swimming there. So now the actual ocean, because mm -hmm. before they were swimming inside, uh, um, not a bay, but it's like the, where the dock, like where everybody, all the boats are. Yep. So, so I'm, I might end going to Texas because it might be hotter, warmer <laughs> weather there. Sure. Yeah. So, so what's it? Then Texas, and then after that, I'm going to skip St. George because it's too close after the full Ironman. Yeah. Uh, it's two weeks after. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's May already. <laughs> uh, maybe Chattanooga, 70.3. Okay. Yeah. And on top of all this racing, you're also a coach. Yes. So, yeah. and, you, and it's Chris Bag coaching we were talking about? So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris Bag coaching system, yeah. Yeah, we got six or seven coaches there. Everybody is in charge of doing their own, but, you know, yep. Chris is the one running the main show. Um, it makes things easy for me because, you know, he's the one, you know, making sure that people pay and then, you know, sending invoices. <laughs> something that, yeah, it's something that I don't have to do. Yep. Uh, you know, so he do that kind of thing, promoting and things like that. So it's pretty good. And he, he's very smart, very laid back guy. He's not on top of you telling you what to do. He knows everybody knows. Mm -hmm. what they need to do uh, to keep their athletes going good and, and, you know, happy and things. So it's not like having a boss. Is, right. He, he doesn't like, he's, he, he, so, sometimes when he calls me, I'm like, hey, what's up, boss? He's like, hey, man, I'm not you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but, you know, he's, he's very, you know, easy going to, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then, um, so you're doing that. You've you got a busy schedule. You're married. you got some kids. One child or two? I'm not sure. I don't. I one. Don't this. one. One child. One. Yeah. Um, you're doing yeah, Zwift. Yeah, saying you have some kids. My wife will be like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good, good call. No, we'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. You have one child. <laughs> uh, you're doing Zwift group rides, I see. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zwift is being a, a game changer for my training. Um because, you know, before, for me, coming from the road to be sitting on the training, man, is something that I would, I would never imagine that I was going to do. Oh, that's fun. I never thought of that. I guess so a lot of cyclists don't even go on the train, no. right? You, you guys are no, out there no, in no. 20, 30 degrees. doesn't matter. You're doing it. Yeah, yeah. If it's a raining day, I yeah. mean, and I have six hours of the day, I will put my rain jacket yeah. out of the door. But if I stay home, probably... 45 minutes on the train and i'm like i'm done with this i cannot do this anymore. right and then now it's been days that i spent like 100 110 miles ahead sitting on the train oh my god yeah. uh but you know i'm riding with like five six even nine thousand people just as i saw nine thousand people there yeah. uh so i'm riding then and then i got my group and 30 40 people show up and then you know we try to keep the speed a little bit more like a real training yeah not just joking around we just go and then i make the guys do intervals and 
by then, you know, when we spend one hour there, it's already 30 miles. So if oh. I do that on my own, on the road, I probably be like 20 miles. Right. But when I have those guys pull, pushing, uh, I get to 30 miles at a nice pace, nice uh, average. What? What? Uh, average? Yeah, so well, at, at watts per kilogram. Yep. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. I really like it. I really like that system. I'm glad they there's something like that out there because the other way I will be looking at the wall and about to shoot myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I just got on Zwift myself. I've always done an indoor trainer, but just got on Zwift the past just couple of months. And mm-hmm. it seems like it's exploding just recently. And it's so cool that they're getting a lot of pros out there to be able to ride with them. And yeah, um, yeah I thought that was, I just realized at the other day that you were on there. So that's really cool. But although it cracks me up with these group rides, right? It's like, you say you're going to go, you know, 2.5 watts per kilogram, and then the gun goes off, <laughs> and everybody takes off like a bat out of hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Because oh everybody's like, like yeah, it, yeah, it becomes yeah. a race from the gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, then, you know, it's, it's really hard to control what they're actually doing. Who yeah. knows what kind of weight they're putting in. Right, right. Uh, like, I jump in some races. They have races, and then uh, they have the category A, B, C, and D, whatever. Yep. Or E. Um, and then uh, I always click on the A group, right? Sure. And I go there because I just want to do, like if I have, for example, if I have three or four hours, what I do, I try to pick group rides or races. They're like one, 60 to 90 minutes. And then in 10 minutes later, another group will start. When I do four group rides like that, Got I'm it. already on the four hour ride at a good pace. <laughs> Jeez. You know? So, yeah. So, but... I, I try not to chase those guys because they will blow my they will blow me away. Well, yeah. I think there's a lot of people cheating and doping on Zwift. They're like changing their <laughs> weight. I heard the the best one was some guys were doing women's races pretending to be women. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to complain about. It. I'm like, are you kidding? Come on, man. This is it's a girls' race. They're racing for a prize money, not prize right. money, but they were giving like a e tap. Yeah, for like real exactly. Girl. I know, and there's these guys like you know, let the girls do their own thing you know they that's their race you leave the ladies alone that's exactly. your race don't go then changing you your gender or whatever to just you know it, that's not the way i mean it, i'm all i'm it, and that's me i'm right. all about protecting the ladies leave them alone exactly you know pay them the same money you know i'm it's, yeah. that's the way i am so and, and, but the other, the other funny part is a lot of the ladies end up kicking the guy's ass anyway, so that's a good thing. Oh, I know. That's the whole thing. When I posted out on Swift, I say, I guess this is the only new way to ship, changing your gender to ladies and starting to beat the girls. But guess what? You still finish like 10th place. Exactly. So what's the deal? <laughs> no, you still getting your ass whipped by those ladies. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's funny, you know. <laughs> Awesome. So, Ivan, listen, I promised you 30 minutes and we are we are actually over that. So I don't want to take up more mm-hmm. of your time, but I do want you to come back. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I I appreciate you coming on. I want it so everybody could everybody has to follow you on Instagram. So it's at I am Ivan Dominguez mm-hmm. and uh, you are freaking hilarious on there. So I really want <laughs> people to you're you're just I mean, you, you're just a straight shooter and, and you tell like it is. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I try not to be too serious about those things. You know, I, it's, it's no point to be all like, you know, it's something you got to be serious about it. Yep. But, you know, 
you know, I, when I post my sponsor thing, people throw a joke, I would throw a joke back. Yeah. I try but, not to get cut off and those kind of things. So. Yeah, there's a time and a place to take yourself seriously. So, but I mean, obviously out in the race course for a living, for what you do, yes. But before then, mm -hmm. you, uh, yeah. you're, you're pretty, pretty low key. And then you have some cool sponsors. So I was kind of talking. So, so Wadi Inc's one of your big sponsors. Right. Yeah, yeah I got Wadi, then Power Breeder. Yep. Um, then uh, still working on the bike situation with my agent uh, in okay. Miami. Uh, we've been talking with a few companies. Great. Um, then uh, I have actually a bike shop here that's interested in working with me. Um, so we'll see how that ends, you know. So Okay. Yeah. And then uh, um, I got new wheels. It's actually a local guy here in Vegas. I like to help the small companies. Love it. Uh, a lot. Um, you know, even the bigger companies, you know, it's less problems. But, you know, I, I'm always into helping a small company. So, and yeah. this guy is pretty, is very, very honest to me. He wants to help me. And then, yeah, and people, people probably, probably will say, well, but, you know, you don't want to die. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure the wheels are fine. <laughs> exactly. using it. Although people are using it. He got a set that he's been using for five years that I have seen him since I moved here with the okay. same set every weekend and huh. nothing happened. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't want me to crush myself. Or, exactly. Yeah. Bad but, for business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I like to help the small companies. Then going after the big fish, you know, they have so many athletes already. They, it will not hurt to go for the small company and kind of help them with publicity and things like that. Well, well, you got, I mean, you got a, you got a awesome personality. So I'm sure a lot of these companies totally want you on board with them. So good for you. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So I uh, again, I'm t I, you just cut back from a big swim. I know you're starving. Um, you got daddy duty to take care. So you hop on Zwift mm -hmm. later, or what do we got later on today? Uh, I got to do a little run. I probably go out for like thirty, forty minute run. Okay. Uh, see how the legs feels after being sick for two That's days. That's right. Uh, and go from there. Yeah. Good. So um, awesome, Ivan. I want everybody to come follow you at. I am Ivan Dominguez on Instagram. We'll, we'll find out where you're going to be racing in a couple of months. And then uh, I want you to come back sometime during the season. Let's you know how everything's go Let us know how everything is going. Yeah, for sure. Count on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ivan, thank you so much again for your time. Um, have an awesome day and I will talk with you soon. Sounds good, man. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay. Bye. All right. So what'd you guys think? Ivan Dominguez, hope you laughed as much as I did on that episode. Just a great all-around guy. Awesome conversation. Um, he just cracked me up. And again, doesn't take himself too seriously, except when it matters. Out on the race course, kicking some serious ass on the bike and building up his swim and figuring out his run. So check him out on Instagram, at I am Ivan Dominguez. Uh, he's on Zwift doing group workouts. He's sponsored by Wadi Inc., He's got some great sponsors like Power Breather USA, and uh, also he could be your coach. That's right. Mr. Ivan Dominguez could coach you in the sport of triathlon, and he could be found at Chris Bag Coaching Systems for all his coaching, um, coaching opportunities. So, again, I want to thank you very much for listening to my show. Thank you very much. This is episode number 10 
You guys have been awesome with the comments and the feedback. I especially want to thank you for sharing it out there. It's getting some great legs and hope to keep pushing out some great content in the future. So as always, I am J-Mac. You know how to find me, J-Mac underscore tries. That's all I have for you today. Be awesome.